Okay, so the uh, pod talk that I just spent 12 minutes recording just deleted itself because of the signal in the desert. I'm really hoping that's not going to happen again. Um, and I will try and remember everything I just said. So I've been off the grid for a few days. Um, there were some complaints about that, which is really nice to hear that um, people are actually listening to this, me rambling on. Uh, I went a bit quiet because Egypt became quite testing uh, and I didn't really feel I had anything positive to say about our experiences at the time. Uh, I do now. Uh, the last day we spent in Egypt was a little redeeming and um, we met some good people, kind people that did things without asking us for money afterwards and just wanted to help us. Uh, I also had some nice genuine conversations which were quite hard to come by there, um, partly because of the language barrier. Our Arabic is getting a tiny bit better but still quite pathetic. Um, and not enough to forge any kind of relationships with the locals. So, yeah, the the days, I'll just recap over Egypt. Um, the days leading up to our departure were tough. Um, it wasn't anything in particular, but it was a few sort of isolated events, mainly when we were cycling um, through quite overpopulated areas, um, which just led to a lot of I would probably go as far as saying abuse but it could have been seen as hassle I suppose um, however I would caveat that I feel I understand why a little bit more now um, we stayed in a cafe in the middle of the desert and it got incredibly busy with tourists in the morning. By by sort of 6am, there was masses of coaches um, of tourists there. And me and Kevin were camping at the, like, round the side of this cafe. Uh, and people were just, like, they took pictures of us. They were walking through all of our, <laughs> like, our camp. I think... I was cooking or something and they just, yeah, casually walked through. Kevin called someone out because they, they took a pee, um, not that close to us, but like we could clearly see the back of them while they were having a, a pee. Um, so I feel like I can understand this sort of animosity towards um, these tourists now. Um, and we are those as well. Um, we are tourists. And I walked through a Nubian village and oh, I just must have looked so like, oh, wow, look at this, look at this, like right in their faces, in their lives. Um, and I can see how irritating that is. Um, and yeah, I think I, I vaguely understand why they behave the way they do. Um, but anyway, we had a rough few days. Um we generally, um, yeah, no, we just we just got a bit sick of Egypt. I think um, it's a beautiful country, has a lot to offer. Um, some of the people are very kind, but there's uh, yeah a little a little bit of trouble in there as well. Um, but. Now we have crossed over. Oh, I did want to go over the cities just quickly. We went from 
Luxor to Aswan, which was one side, well, there's really only one side, um, it runs along the Nile, the sort of Aswan city side was just so thick set with hotels, um, and they charged a fortune for everything, and they weren't really the sort of e Egyptian experience at all, wow, I just saw a shooting star, um, yeah, they, it, it wasn't like anything that side, we stayed on an island, um, complete opposite was a Nubian island which is the local people there um and it was called Elephantine um it was very sweet um that's the island I was talking about walking around though and and kind of being an annoying tourist and getting in people's lives um but no it was very charming um sadly they built a massive hotel on it and this island is pretty small um, the hotel takes up about a third of the island space. Uh, it's the Morven Pick. Never go there. Um, we had some sad stories about them building um, and taking the land. And this is land that people have, you know, grown up on as children and played there when they were um, when they were younger. Uh, there's some weird noise coming. It's some kind of tooting car. So please ignore that for now. Um, but yeah, so we we experienced that. I uh, went to a great um, museum, which was the Nubian a Nubian culture sort of museum. Um, and I had a tour, which I don't often do, but twenty minutes. This woman sort of talked me through all the 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 reasons for the way that the Nubians live, which was fascinating. There's um, some triangular shaped holes cut into the walls, which is like very typical of their, they've sort of got mud hut type. So uh, hard to explain, but um, yeah, they live in these villages that are sort of made out of mud from the Nile. Um, and the, there's these triangular um, sort of bits cut out of them. And that's where uh, everyone's grandfathers live. Uh, which was quite sweet and they also have a an open room in the middle open roof um which they uh they sweep at night um and smooth the sand so that they can tell where the scorpions have gone in the morning which i thought was quite funny uh their, their whole culture is fascinating uh the woman's responsible for everything at home and all ag agriculture in their village uh, because the men leave go quite a long way to Cairo or, s or somewhere to make the money and send it home um, the women are responsible for absolutely everything in the village which is cool um, one thing I will mention is that they've been quite hard done by um, with the uh, in Aswan um, city they built a dam which was beneficial to everyone else in Egypt but unfortunately had quite a horrible impact on the Nubians uh, and they weren't really compensated uh, she sort of explained to me that I mean I'm sure this is a slightly biased side on it but um, that they use the date tree for absolutely everything um, they they strip it for every part and use it in some way which I saw all the ways and it was very cool um, they were compensated for every date tree that they lost 
Um, I think it was four Egyptian pounds per tree, and that is really absolutely nothing. It's about 20 Egyptian pounds to the English pound, so that's a, a very little for a tree that gives them so much. Um, but anyway, sob story over. I just wanted to mention that because I feel like it was they don't have much of a voice, um, and it's nice to give them an extra one. So we moved on from Aswan to Abu Simbel, which is where we got the ferry to Sudan. Um, you don't get the ferry directly to Sudan, but you go across to what is still Egypt, and then about 30 kilometers further is the Sudanese border, which is quite mental. Um, a lot of people pay pay these fixes to get them through because it's just one thing after another. Uh, it's quite funny to go in this building, you get a special stamp or a ticket, and then you go in here and you give it to, you know, it's like you're in a, a game or something. Um, we got some black market money, which was really fun. Um, and we got a good rate for it. It's it's a better rate than what is the global rate accepted, which is two to one, I think, Egyptian pound to Sudanese. We got five um, because in this country, their money isn't worth very much at all. Um, I have huge watches of cash now, which is a real pain um, because I haven't actually nowhere to put it on my bike. Um, but it's quite fun. And, yeah, the dollar and the Egyptian pound is worth a lot here. That's what they want. So um, that that's why you get the black market rate. Um, Sudan's been a bit of a dream so far. It's really a contrast to Egypt. It's so quiet. Um, we cycled 100 kilometers today, and we're still probably about 300 kilometers from a, another big town. Uh, we're just camped in the desert tonight, and feel very safe and yeah very welcome here we went out for dinner last night and we didn't have people shouting or pointing at us um, or trying to sell our stuff or trying to con us uh, people didn't really bat an eyelid at all and it was such a nice feeling um, while we ate what we think was camel but we we're very unsure um, but yeah so I will keep you updated on Sudan um, one last thing, I since I arrived here, I haven't really been able to use my phone properly, um, sadly, because I just bought a lot of data, but um, you aren't able to use the App Store in Sudan, um, it's sort of blacklisted by Apple for some reason, and so I can't, I need to sort of re-download WhatsApp because of stupid phone complications and I am unable to from this country so I'm very sorry but I'm sort of not contactable uh, via phone anymore um, which is why it's even more important for you to listen to these pod talks um, I will also be using my satellite phone which everyone um, thinks is very cool um, I can text off that I don't actually know if I have a phone number but I'll see if I can find it out but I uh, can send messages from that at any time it takes me about half an hour to write them because um, it's just one button that you scroll through the alphabet but yeah I am sort of contactable um, and I will work on the whatsapp thing too so sorry about that um, I am going to enjoy the peace and quiet while I can. It's, it's a little blessing after Egypt.
Um, so on that note, good night and I'll speak to you tomorrow. <laughs>